0: Dexcom.com slash compatibility.
1: This is the Lombardi line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on v
0: Let's play three as we're two down, four to go, three today. We say hi. I'm Patrick Maher live from the VCN studios here at the South Point. Michael Lombardi there at a chilly Borgata in Atlantic City. So two down, we've got three today, we've got one tomorrow night as we say. Good morning, Michael, how are you? I'm great, Patrick, how are you today? Things good? Doing a chilly here, but we're all good. Yeah, doing well, did you get, so what? what is, give me an update on the, on the temps and the drive in and the weather over there.
1: Well, it's cold. I mean, it's 18 degrees out there. It's, it's nippy, and there's a big storm coming. I mean, it's coming up the coast. I think we're going to miss it, though, uh, because it's going to be just a tad inland, which is kind of good for us, but not good for the Philly and the, and the whole region. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we've got bad weather in Tampa. I'll let you handle that. And, uh, you know, obviously Kansas City is, is, is looks like it's uh, extremely cold and challenging, so it's going to be a fun day of watching football.
0: And speaking of which, uh, Tampa Bay's down to 7.5, as you can see that right in front of you. I see a couple juiced continuing going down. Now, if we touch 7, that'd be fascinating. I would imagine we jump right back up to 7.5. But you do see, actually, Circa just went to 7. My goodness. So Circa went to 7. We were sitting here yesterday. It was 8.5. So just to give you an idea of the distinction, we've gone 8.5 now down to the key number of 7 over at Circa. Most other books with Tampa, 7.5 right now.
1: You know, I think a lot of this is, look, we know Fournette's not going to play. He was declared out. Levante David, they activated him. They're not sure he's actually going to play, but they activated him. So there's a, there's a wounded team in yep. Tampa. It's a wounded team. And I think weather, wounded team, Brady not having his security blankets all lend itself to, you know, some issues. And we know Philly can run the football really effectively. We know Philly is, is going to be able to control the pace of the game if they get their running game going. And they can keep Hurts from having to play in a drop-back pass game. So... You know, I do think it's a little tighter than that eight and a half. I love the eight and a half in the Eagles. I think it's moved down now to seven and a half. So, you know, this is, this is going to be an interesting see, a game for the, the Bucks. I think the Bucks do know, and talking to people in Tampa, they know this is going to be a really challenging game and a hard game
0: for them. I'll just finish up setting up the numbers for today. Then we'll circle back and figure out what we learned from yesterday's wild card weekend. Okay, so three in Dallas, a couple juiced up the 15. So it looks like we could be headed to three and a half. It'll be surprising. Yeah, we've been just kind of hovering on that three consistently. So uh, if we get to three and a half, Michael, trust me, you're going to lose it quickly. But I think we could see potentially a three and a half there in Dallas.
1: Yeah, I think we could, and and uh, you know I I do think there's a lot of people on Tampa Bay on on excuse me on on Dallas and on on San Francisco, which is interesting how this line is moving away from San Francisco. You know I was told this morning that a very 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 and I'll underscore the word very, and you know who I'm talking about, but I don't want to give out the name. The most high level better in the history of the gambling industry is on two teams today. He's on San Francisco and Tampa. So, uh, Hmm. and he may have moved that number in the city of Las Vegas. I don't know that, but I think that that is something that that is – is obviously what's happening along, which is, makes it interesting why Dallas is going to three and a half.
0: Very interesting. And then finally, the nightcap. Did you like that nugget, Patrick? I Did do- you like that nugget? Huh? I, I, so you got you got a syndicate working over there? What's going on? Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it, you get here early enough that you can, you can pick up some crumbs <laughs> along the way. <laughs> we love it. Kansas City, so the nightcap, Pittsburgh, Kansas City, 13 opener, 12 and a half. It's been sitting 12 and a half with you and I have been here the last few days. It's been 12 and a half the whole time.
1: Yeah, no, I think everybody's on. I, I think the other bet that's probably really popular is Kansas City and, and laying the seven in the first half. I like the I like the Roethlisberger throwing an interception. What was that? Minor? It was a half. He's a half. You know, but You got to pay
0: one sixty to win a hundred. I, I know, I know. But it's uh, the, it's but you love price. that.
1: I, I but I think he's going to throw one. I mean, I think he's I think he's going to cough twice and just let it rip. You know, I think he's just gonna <laughs> let it rip.
0: We, we we should play the clip again, Bon. We should play. I mean, the clip of him just like, hey, what are you gonna do? We'll go over I there. I think and he's give just gonna try. let it rip.
1: I think he's gonna say, hell with it. Look, I'm going in the Hall of Fame. This is my last game. You know, let it rip. Why not? You know, and what are they gonna do to me? Are they gonna Are they gonna yell at me? I mean, what are they gonna do? It's like, it's the last day of school. It's to the last it. day of school. We'll, we'll play yeah. it when, we,
0: when we preview the game. I got to play the clip again later. Maybe the most exciting thing for the Steelers coming out of this, Juju is activated, so he might get a good Instagram story at, at midfield there in Kansas City. Maybe that's going to happen. Who knows?
1: I mean, who's going to throw him the ball? I mean, unless they got a lot of halfback passes in the offense, I don't know how Juju's <laughs> getting it because Washington <laughs> and Johnson and all those guys are having a hard time getting it. Ray Ray McLeod, I mean, are all having a hard time getting it. Yeah, we, need of... <laughs> we need Paul Horning back. We need Paul <laughs> Horning back. Run that
0: halfback pass. Of mine. How about Dan Reeves? <laughs> we get Dan Reeves. You know, he threw a 50-yarder in the ice bowl. I mean, why not? R.I.P. friend of mine said, well, Juju can stretch a the field. They said, who's he stretching it for? Um, yeah, I mean, I mean that is that is not going to happen. So wow. we'll get to those games uh, as we do. We start with what we saw yesterday, and we'll start yep. with the late game. And it was a 47 forty-seven, seventeen beatdown. A perfect performance on offense by the Bills. It's never happened before. No kicks, no punts, no turnovers. Seven possessions, yep. seven straight touchdowns until they until they started kneeling down. Uh, initial reaction after that game wrapped up.
1: Well, I think this is really the, the this is the first step for the Patriots to their to really repairing their team. I mean, look, they had a great season. They ended up ten and eight. They played with a rookie quarterback and they hit a lot of their sins on defense pretty much most of the year. And like the reasons why we talked about they would struggle against Miami, like the reasons you were giving me criticism yesterday and how I was going to face Dominic and everybody uh, talking about this game. They're so slow on defense. They are painfully slow on defense. It is really, really, and this game highlighted how slow they are, how poorly they can tackle. And I think you're going to see a changing of the guard on defense. I think you won't see McCourty anymore. I think you won't see Hightower. I think it's a changing of the guard. They have to get faster. Because ultimately, what these three games have done, when you don't make a team punt over two and a half games, you can't force a punt. And you have one of the greatest defensive coaches of all time. You know it's not your scheme. You know it's not your coaching. It clearly comes down to one thing. You're just not fast enough. And so I think for a guy like Coach Belichick, who understands it, who's willing to accept the realities of the situation, this is cold water on his face. This is cold water. we got to change defense. we got to get faster. And you get faster by saying to yourself, is this guy going to be able to tackle Josh Allen? Watch that game closely. Every time they had a chance to make a play, instead of it being a one- or two-yard game, it became an eight-yard game they are too slow on defense. They've been too slow on defense. That's why they were a horrible matchup against Miami down in Miami. I mean, they were just too slow. Miami's skill was better than their skill. Their defensive fronts too slow. So, you know, this is step this is year 1 of their rebuilding program. They got to the playoffs. Next year they'll fix the defense. I fully expect that to happen, but to me, Buffalo was by far the better team. Josh Allen was the complete difference in the game. And the reality of it is, is they dominated it, and they proved it from the minute the game started to the end. I mean, the Patriots deferring, they thought they could get the ball back and start with the lead. You're on the road down 14 to nothing. Rookie quarterback, you can't stop them. You can't get a, you can't get a stop. Game over.
0: They averaged over nine yards per play in the first two quarters. I mean, it was just – it's the first team to beat Belichick by doubles twice in a season. You can continue with the a litany of historic uh, accomplishments last night by Buffalo. And the most are going to point to Mac. Mac wasn't the issue last night, Michael. I mean, this no, had nothing to do. It's not re- Mac the Jones. People that point to, the people that point to Mac Jones are ridiculous.
1: They're not even paying attention to the game. The, def- the, 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 the reason this is bad is because their defense needs to get fixed. Their defense is way too slow. Again, I've said this numerous times on GM Shuffle. I've said this numerous times on this program. They like big linebackers. They like physical linebackers. Bentley, Hightower, Jamie Collins, these physical linebackers, they're all really good if we're playing nine on seven. But when it becomes a spread game horizontally and vertically, they can't match up. They cannot match up. And this showed up, and this has been their problem. And whenever they go against a team that is really good at being able to have movement at quarterback, and the ability to have a loose play outside horizontally, they're going to have issues until they fix it, until they can fix that. They don't have enough speed. It's really clear. This wasn't an offensive game plan problem. I mean, you know, Mac throws the early interception. I thought it was a hell of a throw. The kid made a great play on it. We move on, right? I mean, that was just a great play. I thought he actually played pretty well for his first playoff game. I did too. Their defense, you know, when you don't force a team to punt over two games, you can't blame the quarterback. You can't blame the quarterback, right? And I think the difference here is when Brady was a young player and he started out in 01 and they won the Tuck game against us. Their defense was really a good team. I mean, Brady early in his career, it was a run-oriented offense. You know, they had Anton Smith and they, you know, they were running the football and they had a really good defense. They had a good defense with a defensive front that was hard to block, it was challenging. This defense is not, I don't care what their DVOA is, I don't care what they're, where they rank, they do a good job, but at the end of the day when they play movement quarterbacks, they,
0: can't, they don't have enough speed. Statement was made by Allen and the Bills, there's no doubt about that. Here's Josh Allen talking about the victory. We're gonna need everybody going forward. Offense, defense, special teams, coaching staff, um, Again, I'm sitting there in the, the third fourth quarter and just like, you know, Dable and, and Leslie, I know that they've got some opportunities coming up here right now and um, things can be different. It's, it's an opportunity right in front of us right now. So um, we're going to get everybody going forward, guys pulling in one, one direction. And most likely going forward will be that AFC Championship rematch next week in Kansas City. Michael, Kansas City beats the Steelers. The Bills are coming to town.
1: Yeah, I, but look, you know, let's not – look, I think the Bills were, were dynamic yesterday. But the Bills, that matchup really is was in favor for the Bills. The, the, the New England is way too slow. No other defense that they're going to see in the tournament is that slow. No other defense. I mean, the fact that they were able to win ten games with that defense as slow as they are and have a great scoring defense is a tribute to their coaches, to their staff. They're just too slow. And they ran out of – and they're old. All their older players – I mean, Hightower in the hole against Jonathan Taylor. He tackles them. They're gonna punt, can't tackle him. Yesterday, how many times did he miss Allen on a sweep? He can't, you can't do that. So, you know, now when they face the Chiefs or whomever they face, it'll be a little bit of a challenge, but if they play with that execution that they did and that physicality that they did yesterday, they're a hard team to beat.
0: Yeah, and Allen had the five touchdown passes, 308 through the air, he had 66 on the ground. It was uh, was quite a performance by that offense. Uh, The favorites went 2-0 straight up in ATS yesterday. And the total split one and one. We'll come back and talk about the other one in Cincy next here at Lombardi Line, presented by BetMGM. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds, it was shocking. I have to know what were they thinking?
1: NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher.
0: Okay, Stephen Bond, football season is here. It's time to download BetMGM Sports. It's Nevada's premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options. In-game betting, boosted odd specials, and much more. Download that BetMGM app today. Stop by any... Vegas, got that Nevada ID, bring it. You're ready to bet within minutes. You're going to love BetMGM, state-of-the-art technology, fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM.com for terms. The conditions. got to be 21 years or older. If you do have a gambling problem, it's 1-800-522-4700. Okay, we're ready to go here on a Sunday edition of the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Hope you're having a nice weekend. I'm Patrick Maher. So we got two games yesterday, three today. As Michael noted, Tampa Bay's down to... Hey, they're everywhere. Seven now. My goodness. Yeah. Uh, Westgate just went to seven. I, I shouldn't say everywhere. Tampa Bay, seven and a half at a couple of books offshore. There are still eight at a book, Michael, but we're starting to see seven here in town. It'll be interesting to see where Thomas Gable is there in Jersey.
1: He right now, Thomas Gable is at seven and a half, and i'm assuming he'll come down to seven. You know we've got all these Eagle fans on the money line down here, so i'm sure he'll come down to it. I think the the interesting thing here is we know the weather's going to be bad and and I think a lot of this is due to due the the lack of 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 roster for the bucks. I mean, the bucks are just not healthy right now, you know, and there's a lot of momentum going for the eagles and look, yesterday the favorites won. And so people are probably saying to themselves, well, the doggies are going to bark today. I mean, it has to happen, right? We know the wildcard weekend is a doggy weekend. So we'll see if they'll bark today.
0: Yeah, they didn't bark yesterday. Favorites 2-0 and straight up. Michael, 2-0 and ATS. How about if you had the over in the Cincy game? Eight field goals? Eight? I mean, could you settle more in the red zone? So let's discuss this. The Bengals, a 26-19 yeah. win. They do cover the number. It closed 6 um, under 49, the number closed, 48 and a half-ish, 49. Uh, but your overview on the Bengals' win, and we'll talk about them moving forward here. Well,
1: let's get let's get the play out of the way, right? The whistle, let's get the magic whistle, you know, that uh, Chief Justice Earl Warren and Arlen Spector are gonna have to review here. We'll have another, we'll have a Warren Commission report, too, to tell us exactly what happened. But let's forget the magic whistle. That happened in the second quarter. It was early enough in the game to overcome. You know, let's focus on what the Raiders the, one of the worst plays in all of football, and I think this is one of the reasons why I don't think you can bring back Rich Piace because Rich isn't really going to be able to be a head coach when, when Derek Carr spiked that ball with oh 29 seconds up to go, oh it was goodness. one of the dumbest plays in the history of football, one of the dumbest plays, and you know it couldn't it, it, it really it cost it, him it cost him a play. as I've said many times, never look at the play clock as how much time is left in the game. Look at the play clock as how many plays are left in the game. When there's 29 seconds, there's way more than four plays. There's four plus plays, right? And then, OK, so you spike the ball, you lose one of your plays. Good, you stop the clock. Wasn't that wonderful? Isn't that great? You know? Now let's go forward. Now you throw the ball short of the goal line on the fourth down play. I mean, in the interception, that guy was, Zay Jones wasn't in the end zone. If he didn't throw it to Zay Jones, he could have thrown it to Waller. Now, Waller was open over in the right flat. But Waller, it would have been a question mark whether he would have gotten in the end zone. Like, how do you call that play? How do you run that play? Here's the other thing that I think for Raider fans have to be really disappointed in. You know, we said yesterday that Josh Jacobs was, should have over 16.5 carries. It was a good prop bet. And I was all for it. He had 13. He averaged 6.4 yards a carry. How do you give the guy who's averaging 6.4 a carry the ball only 13 times? How do you put the ball in Derek Carr's hands 54 times? And you know, and I know, that he is going to take checkdowns. When he gets pressure, you know it's not good. It's just who he is. It's just who he is. And so, to me, this is why – You know, we all, I think Rich is a wonderful story. I think he did an incredible job. The Raiders need a leader to run their team. And and I just don't think the special teams coach brings enough, we've seen it with Joe Judge in New York, we've seen it before, brings enough cachet and knowledge of offense, defense to make those changes. And I think this is why the Raiders fell short yesterday. That, That was a game, Patrick, that was very clear to me that the Raiders had, I mean, the Bengals had the lead, but they were never in control of the game.
0: Not to pile on Basaccia, but he is a special team's coach. How about his kick returner grabbing the ball at the two as opposed to just letting it go out of bounds? I mean these are little things that add up to big things, so we saw that yesterday they
1: all do yeah I mean look and, and look let's face it. what do we talk about all the time about uh, playoff football, right? We talk about red zone efficiency they're one for five in the red zone. now, the only reason they were in the game is because the Bengals were two for five in the red zone, right mm-hmm. you know they were 0 for, you know and you say, well, they got bad holding calls look. Leatherwood and Parker on the right side is a disaster. Leatherwood is not a good – I mean, he's a first-round pick. You can love him. I mean, he wasn't a very good player all year for him. Even yesterday they said the right side of the Raiders' offensive line is the weak link. I mean, that's a first- and a third-round pick on the right side of the line. I mean, and it was. And I thought, really, that the, the Raiders, they had the Bengals wounded. They lost their defensive front. Hendrickson was out. You know, they lost the other defensive tackle. I mean, this was a wounded team. And I thought Zach Taylor made a tactical mistake at the end of the game. I know he needed to utilize the, the, the timeout to take the away from the Raiders. But I thought when he punted that ball back, that game was headed for overtime. I thought for sure because his defense was dead.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. And just to highlight the play, Michael, second quarter, as you mentioned, third and four from the Vegas 10. Burrow rose right. And obviously was in bounds. It, it seemed like the official was anticipating him going out of bounds. So it was an inadvertent whistle. If you look by letter of the law, it should have been called dead. They came back. Yep. Your boy Booger came back. And uh, he said, it's all good. Uh, whether or not the, uh, the Raiders gave up on the play, it appeared they did. But it was a great play by Burrow. I mean, that's what Burrow no does. Doubt. That's exactly what that's he great. does. The idea of an inadvertent whistle for that guy there is crazy. Yeah, I mean, like, there's no way he was stepping out of bounds. I mean, I'm
1: sitting on the couch, and Bill and I are watching the game, and we're like, look, at, like, there's no way he stepped out of bounds. No. Like He's too smart of a football player to step out of bounds. He knew he had to get rid of the ball before. Even this is not high school, you know, and so, yeah, but it was early enough in the game that you could overcome it, right, yes, Patrick? of course. It was early in the game. I thought, let's play it forward. This Bengal defense, are they good enough? No. Are they good enough? They're not good enough. I mean, you know, they can't – they're not great at covering. The front, when they can't put pre- – they didn't put enough pressure on, on, on Carr yesterday. It, they're going to be a hard team to – you know, they're going to be a hard team to uh, not move the football. I mean, all these teams that they – now, they'll play Tennessee, right? I mean, Tennessee is probably the perfect matchup for them because Tennessee's not explosive offensively. Tennessee will keep the game close, and they'll have a chance against Tennessee
0: your point about Burrow and I want to play a clip for you from him your point about him is as well t- this kid's great and it's it, it has nothing to do with the arm talent has nothing to do with the mobility it's something that you can't teach right there's something innate within him he's just a dude that wins games and here he is talking about adversity. You no know, we've,
2: we've gone through adversity all year. You know it's we've had some some pretty big deficits all season uh, and we've been second a second half team all year and you know i we talk about it when, when we go down. I mean, we don't really feel – we never feel like we're out of it. I mean, team could be up 28 points, and you know, I f- feel like we can always come back with the weapons that we have on the outside and, and Joe Mixon and, and our coaching staff. So,
0: I hope Zach Taylor jumps – he gets down on his knees every single day and the Brown family and says, thank the Lord for delivering us that guy. Because yeah, that's, no that's the difference between having a franchise and not having a franchise. It's that simple.
1: No doubt. And I think they did a good job yesterday. Give Zach Talley yesterday. We talked about it on the show yesterday morning. They were going to spread him out. They were going to try to go empty. They were going to utilize the, his arm, his intelligence to make throws, take advantage of the Raiders trying to play some zone defense. I mean, look, the, the game was really poorly officiated. I mean, the personal, the, 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 the rough in the passer call at the, on the two-minute drive was a disaster. The timeout call – I mean, that was a disaster as well. I mean, they're going to have the ball first and, first and 10 from the 12, you know, and, and they give the timeout to them. I mean, the game was poorly officiated, and the game was poorly played in the critical areas that really matter the most. And if the Bengals play like that next week against Tennessee, they'll lose. They'll lose. Because I don't think the Bengals are good enough on defense. They just aren't, and they struggle to stop the Raider team. And you and I both know the Raiders are not an explosive offense. As good as Carr can throw the ball, when it becomes a problem for him when he starts to feel pressure. It's just what it is. And, you know, you knew at the end of the game, was he going to make a play to win the game? I, I just never thought he would. I really didn't.
0: Yeah, that was, I mean, when you, when the whole entire, I was at a restaurant with a friend watching the game, when the whole, when the whole entire restaurant says, why are you killing the clock there? You know you're doing something wrong because these aren't people that care about football. But that just, it stood out to you. That was, they the, the Raiders panicked.
1: You know, and I'm I'm told reliably that Mark Davis is a huge, huge game management guru. He loves it. Now, I was never around Mark enough to know, but I was around his father. And his father taught me game management. His father taught me how to see the game. And so I'm assuming his father taught him. The same things that I've learned, and he's not going to tolerate any head coach that doesn't know how to manage a game. Just I'm just flat out. So that'll out that'll that right be now. very
0: irksome for him. Just that specific. That, that, that
1: he probably went completely berserk on that spike, and it, the next head coach of the Raiders will be a great game manager and decision maker when it comes within that. That drives him absolutely crazy. And Carr, you know, for an experienced player, has no clue. I mean, it's as much on car as it is on Versace. It's 100%. I mean, seriously. Take ownership. Take ownership. Yeah, I mean, it's the dumbest call. It's the dumbest play. You got plenty of time. Relax. Calm
0: down. We're not shooting a Western here. Let's go. (laughs) John Ford ain't (laughs) watching. We're not shooting a Western. That is funny. John Wayne. Wasn't John Ford the director? Anywho. We'll dive in. There is a weather game today, it's the early one down in Tampa. That's next. Listening to
2: the Lombardi line on vSIN featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi.
1: Once again, here's
2: Patrick Maher.
0: Okay, it's Express bet. First bet wants you to get in on all the horse racing action. Sign up today with the promo code Vegas1000. And when you do, you're going to get 10 bucks instantly, and you can receive up to $1,000 in bonuses. Visit vcin.com slash horses for details. That's vcin.com slash horses. Use that bonus code, Vegas1000. So we're constantly stressing the idea of timing, temperament as well when betting, but timing. And Michael, if you jumped on Tampa Bay and you liked Philly yesterday, you could have got eight and a half that's gone yeah you could have got
1: nine earlier in the week right? right you
0: could have got nine that's right that is gone I mean, because it's, it's gone. Seven. Seven, seven and a half. now the key number of seven we're still showing seven and a half here but i can assure you a juice leads us to believe everybody's headed to seven as books are now landing on seven the weather most of the rain is going to clear up before the game starts but we're going to have gusts up to 30 miles an hour in this game down in tampa here michael
1: you know, it's not going to bother Brady. Brady's throwing it. It might bother Hurts, though. He doesn't control the ball well enough in perfect weather to think he's going to throw it with windy weather. So that could be a point here for me. Uh, you know, I, I think this, I, I think when we break this game down, you know, initially I told Stephen Bond, the the the, the dictator of the show, that I liked I like the Raiders at it. Excuse me, I like the, the Eagles at 8.5. Now that's it's down to 7, I think this is really a good value to play the Bucks. I really do. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, Let's just be honest about this Eagle team. They haven't beaten anybody good, right? We still don't know. Even though Jonathan Gannon is getting two head coaching interviews, we don't even know if they're going to be able to match up and play a man-to-man game against a team you need to play man-to-man a game and be able to rush and win with four down linemen. They couldn't do it the first time they played them. I know the scheme was different the way the Eagles are playing today as opposed to then, but this forefront the four down guys were the same four down guys that they had back in week six that they have now, and the offensive line of the Bucks did a wonderful job protecting so if Brady gets time he 's going to find people and he 's going to make plays against this secondary so you know, I think the seven, I mean, I, I told Steven to, to hold off on my, I, I think I like the Bucks today at seven. I really do because I think it's, 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 a, it's a complete, you're getting a better number than, I mean, it's two points off of where it started.
0: Uh, yeah. And you can just hear everybody, including Tampa Bay and their teasers for today. Right. Teasing that down to one. Yeah. All you got to do is win it uh, quickly on some of the actives in inactives. We know Leonard Fournette's not going to play. Miles Sanders is back. That's one thing that I want to get your thoughts on. But Levante David is active. The linebacker, whether or not he plays is going to be a game time decision, Michael.
1: Right. I mean, Sanders back really helps Howard back. I mean, they're going to need to be able to run this two headed monster. I think, you know, look, if the ball's slippery and wet, you know, their RPO game, you've got to be really careful and tight, not not fumble in the football. I mean, that's a really, really important part of today. And, it, you know, and I'm sure, look, I have faith in Todd Bowles. I mean, Todd Bowles has spent a week uh, preparing for this. Now, I think it's hard to prepare for. But with Vita Vey and Sue, that's a pretty good formidable f- uh, front inside. And I do think he'll be able to handle some of this RPO. We've seen it happen before. The Giants in the first time they played them they beat him 13 to six, 13 to six, or 13 to seven, 13 to six. You know, they did a good job handling the run. The Giants in the first half of the second game did a good job handling the run. I think it's going to have to be that way. I think the Bucks are going to have to keep adjusting their defense throughout the game to give them the best opportunity to make Hertz beat them. Go into this game and say, you know, Hurts, you beat us throwing the football in 35-mile-an-hour wind in these conditions.
0: Is there anything we can take from the Week 6 matchup? I think that was, what, mid-October, Michael, when the Bucks went yeah, to no. Philly, a 28-22 win?
1: Well, we can take the fact that the Bucks couldn't really – I mean, the, the Eagles didn't really give any pressure at all. I think Brady's uniform was perfectly clean after the game. You know, and they got up 28-7, and the Eagles made this late rally to cover. But the, I mean, Hertz didn't throw the ball effectively, nor could they run the ball effectively on him. And, the, and the, the Bucks were very, very efficient. The Bucks ran the ball effectively, and they threw it. Brady only had 18 completions in the game. I mean, that's the key to winning playoff games is how is your execution? I mean, last night, Josh Allen only had four incomplete passes, and, and, and probably all of them, all of them were because they were just, you know, ball got tipped or, you know, bad throws. They weren't because the Patriots' defense played well. It was because Josh Allen just didn't make a good throw only four times. So I think that's really what we're going to have to see. I think if you're Todd Bowles, you're saying, okay, Hertz, this is your first playoff game. You know, let's see if you can beat us.
0: And speaking of which, you know what Bowles likes to do. He wants his defense to stop the run, and he brings pressure. As far as pressure rate, I think they're second in the NFL. That could... Uh, up end hurts and we shall see if they do bring now the the rush D over the past couple of weeks I guess he could poke some holes but you feel comfortable with this defense in this spot against the RPO you know I do
1: because I think they've had a week to prepare I think they know what they're dealing with and they go into it and and, you know look I wish they were healthier defensively missing Pierre Paul I think is going to hurt them and they're going to have to do a good job. Look, the Jets moved the ball effectively on the ground on them. They made the big run, you know, against them. The Jets moved the ball on them, too, if you go back and watch that game. They did a little RPO in that. So the Eagles are going to go into this game confidently thinking they're going to be able to run the football. And and, and Bowles is going to have to do something within the game plan to shut this down and put the pressure back on Hertz.
0: Okay, Michael, so since Brady got there to the pirate ship, uh, he is 12 and five ATS at home. He's seven and three ATS when given up more than a touchdown or a touchdown or more. So something to think about. Brady's not going to, like you said, it's going to be slippery. But he's not going to be concerned about the wind nor the rain.
1: Now he's going to protect the football. I mean, that's what he does in these games. And and the other thing we know for certain is is that is that there is no way Jonathan Gannon will fool him with his coverages. That's not who Jonathan Gannon is. Jonathan Gannon is a guy that he's one of the least blitzing defensive coaches in the National Football League. He's not going to bring a lot of pressure. And so Brady is going to understand where everybody is. He's going to go after Steven Nelson. He's going to make Gronk try to win the middle of the field against the safeties of the Eagles. And I think that Evans and Gronk are going to catch a lot of balls today.
0: I totally agree with you. Let's take a look at the total. Then I got Arians I want to play for you. Right now, the total, it opened 49 and a half. We saw it dip down to what? Close to 45 yesterday. We're back up to 47. Uh, So better is starting to be a little bit more bullish on the over here. You have a take on this total with the inclement weather?
1: Well, I think that the reason it came down was because I think during the game, they thought the inclement weather was going to be active. Now it's just the wind, right? Now we're only getting the wind, which could still be an issue. But I think it was more about the inclement weather happening between 1 and 4, which is why I think this total came down. I think both teams will move the ball. I really do. I think both teams can move the football. And I think a little bit like the first game yesterday, I think it'll go back and forth. And it'll it'll play exactly the way until we get to the fourth quarter. And I think that's where Brady's got to make the huge difference. But I do think the Eagles will move the ball. I mean, teams have moved the ball on this Bucks team. And, look, let's face it, this Bucks secondary, if Hurts plays well, they're going to be able to score points because they don't match up very well with the Eagle receivers.
0: Okay, Michael, here's Bruce Arians talking about the matchup here. No, it would be huge. It hasn't been done very, very often. And, uh, you
1: know, it's a little bit of history, and uh, you always want to make history. And... Uh, our players have a great
0: opportunity to win this week and continue that journey. And he's talking specifically there about going back to back. The last time teams gone back to back is what? I'm thinking Patriots 0304, is that it? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So it's, it's not easy. It it's not easy to do,
1: man. It's not easy to do. No, for that it was the Broncos, right? So I think it's oh, it's challenging. And and look, they're wounded. I mean, they're not healthy. They are banged This up. is usually what. Yes. This is usually what happens to teams trying to repeat. They're just not as healthy as they were. It's what happened to the Chiefs last year. I mean, you know, for all the conversation about the Chiefs, you know, that they they weren't healthy. They lose Fisher. They lost their right tackle. They you know they were losing offensive linemen, and it showed up in the Super Bowl. This is a little bit the same way. The the Eagles are way healthier than the Bucks. Now, the Eagles really, if you go back, the last time they played a good quarterback, a quarterback that didn't take the Dak Prescott last game out of the question, was when they played Herbert, and Herbert threw, I think, like four incomplete. I mean, Herbert moved the ball up and down the field on him. So what defense will we see? You know, Daniel Jones beat him 13-6, to 6, and that wasn't very pretty you know, that the Eagles struggled then. So this is a, a level up of competition. Even though the Bucks are wounded, we'll see how the Eagles respond.
0: This is the over for the last five, four and one to the over, cashing for the Eagles. Five and three to the over at the Pirate Ship for Tampa Bay this year. I keep on kind of coming back to that total for some reason uh, as we continue to discuss this. Quickly, news coming in from our buddy Stephen Bunn. Jerome Boger. I called him booger. Early. I apologize. He, th- those that officiating crew you saw yesterday—it's being reported—we won't see them again moving throughout this postseason. I don't know if you ever responded. We can't. <laughs> you can't see them. I mean,
1: why should we? I mean, literally. I mean, it's—it was an embarrassment to the National Football League. I mean, it was. I mean, he did a horrible job. He never controlled the game. He was inconsistent with his flags. I mean, the penalty, the pass, the roughing the passer call was horrible. And then at the night game, I mean, Mac Jones got railroaded in one play. And, you know, and and we all said, well, how is that not roughing? You know, and not that that had anything to do with the game. I'm just saying the variance between the calls from one game to another. That's all I'm saying on that. So, I mean, it was a horrendously officiated game. I think every holding call they called on that was was exactly the right call. But, I mean, you know, look, there was just so many times where he didn't have control. And it really affected it, the timeout. I mean, how about that?
0: Quickly, the Eagles, by the way, Michael, they're 0-6 against playoff teams this year. You mentioned they didn't beat anybody during that run they went on. No offense to them, but they didn't beat a quarterback. Tampa Bay, it's interesting. Your point is well taken. This comes down to injuries, right? Because they wrapped up the season 7-1 and straight up and 6-2 and ATS. So it's not like they haven't performed. This is just about the questions across the roster as far as injuries coming into this matchup. No doubt. No doubt. It's really what it comes down to because they are banged up. We said that's the one team that could have used the buy more than anybody, that being uh, Tampa Bay defending their title, of course. When we come back, Will Hill's going to join us. Some first half bets coming up here at Lombardi line presented by BetMGM.
1: To the Lombardi Line on V. featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher.
0: Okay, great combination. BetMGM in the postseason. Today, simply place a $10 Moneyline wager on any game. If either team scores a touchdown, regardless of the bet's outcome, you're going to win $200 paid for in free bets. It's that simple. you got to use the bonus code VSIN200, VSIN200. It's a great deal. Love BetMGM, BetMGM.com, or simply download the BetMGM app. Got to be 21 years or older. If you do have an issue, it's 1-800-GAMBLER. Okay, Wild Card Week. They're calling it Super Wild Card Weekend, Michael, just in case. You, I think that's what they're saying, right? Super as we head into yeah. Monday to, to close well, we got it a, out. we
1: got another game, right? It's a boost. It's like the five-hour energy bar. we got another boost, right?
0: <laughs> it is. It, it is. It should be
1: sponsored by Five-Hour Energy. You know, like we, Super Wild Card sponsored
0: by Five-Hour Energy. There's a plug. You love it. Speaking of plugs, uh, the podcasts. You can find the Lombardi line now wherever you find your podcasts, of course. And you can find our next guest, Will Hill's podcast, up at vston.com slash podcast new york city cast we've got some first half bets will as we say hi any takeaways from yesterday you want to get into first
2: well you see that sometimes in the ncaa tournament where you get like a final four caliber matchup in like the second round of the sweet 16 i think we're headed for that with chiefs bill those might be the two best teams i mean that is a great matchup for the second round that might be uh as good as any game we see in the postseason so uh assuming the chiefs win today chiefs bill next week is going to be incredible you're almost worried if, if you're the Bills. It's hard to play that well two weeks in a row. You know, it, it's hard. There's a reason only one guy's ever thrown two no hitters in a row. It's, uh, it's tough to play that well two weeks in a row. So I'm looking forward to that one.
0: All right, there it is, Will. We've got some connectivity. we can, we're having a hard time hearing you. Let's see if we can get through this. Uh, let's start with the first game up. And you're going to go under the first half total Eagles Bucks, 23 and a half. Let's start there.
2: Yeah, I just think first game for Hurts, first game for Sirianni in terms of the playoffs, I just think it's going to be hard for Philly to move the ball. I think you can see them being conservative early, especially with the weather. Uh, Look, they played in October uh, You know, 70 yards in the first half for Philly on 20-something plays. It was really tough for Philly to move the ball. I know Tampa hasn't been great on defense the last couple months, but uh, Barrett's back for Tampa. JPP's back for Tampa. Winfield and Bunting did not play in the first game. Uh, So I, I like the first half under. I just think it'll be a slow start for both teams on offense.
0: 23 you know, and a half for that total, Michael, in the first half. He's going to go know, under. Yeah, no,
1: kind of, I, I kind of think so. You know, most people think, well, they're, you know, they're going to have the script the first 15. I, I think the first quarter is a little bit about trying to decipher what actually they're going to do, how they're going to play it, what they're gonna, how they're going to match up. And I think that the Eagles certainly are going to see a different Bucks defense to, because their offense is different. You know, if this was a repeat of a game with the same style, I think it would be a little easier to get into the flow. But I do think this is going to be more of a, hey, you know, what are they, how do they want to play us? What are they doing? Who's got the quarterback? How are they treating the RPOs? Are they going to play man? Are they going to play zone behind it? What are they doing? I think that lends itself to a, a slower start and build momentum into the fourth.
0: Do you have a feel as we get closer to seven here at most books on the full game, Will?
2: I would lean Tampa just because if the weather's going to be shaky, it comes down to who can play, you know, a a better controlled short passing game. I think that favors Brady. I mean, there's nobody better than Brady at taking, you know, the 8- to 12-yard passes, uh, taking taking the profits. I think Brady can can play that kind of game. I don't know how accurate Hurts can be in that 8- to 12-yard, you know, window. You figure it's going to be tough to throw the deep ball. Uh, I think Philly's really vulnerable at linebacker. They've had a, a tough time guarding tight end, so I think Bron can have a big day. Uh, I would lead Tampa. I would need upwards of 10, I think, to play Philly. I kind of lead Tampa. I think they're a little healthier on defense now.
0: Okay, first half is the theme. Let's go next one up. You're going to go first half. You're going to lay it with the Chiefs. The Chiefs right now for a full game, 12-and-a-half. But you're going to bet the first half you're going to lay the 7-and-a-hook here.
2: Yeah, I just worry about the full game. I I worry the Chiefs are up 18 and they run it three times, and and the Steelers come in through the back door. That's what I worry about taking the full game. I just think the Chiefs will be up you know, 10 to 14 at half. Uh, Again, they played day after Christmas. It was 30 to nothing. It was a blowout. Now, some of that was Steelers' turnovers, but uh, to me, the, the Chiefs might take the foot off the gas in the second half, but I mean, look, there's not much to say. Roethlisberger said it pretty well. I mean, this is a mismatch. This would be one of the all-time great playoff upsets. I mean, this would be a top-five playoff upset if the Steelers somehow won this game. I don't see it. I don't think it'll be very close. Give me the Chiefs in the first half here.
1: I mean, the last time they played, it was 23 nothing at the half. I mean, so, you know, it, Ben didn't warm up until the fourth quarter, and he got a touchdown there, kind of a saving touchdown in, in the 36-10 in the to 10 loss that they had there. I don't see how it's going to be any different. You know, I really don't, Patrick. How is it going to be any different? I mean, they, he's going to struggle. It's going to be hard to get warmed up. It's cold. That body's aching. It's over. I mean, he's going to take chances, and I think those chances are going to result in some mistakes.
0: I can't disagree with you. Just to keep with the theme before we say goodbye to Will. Will, I'm going to ask you about the first half in Dallas, the sandwich game today. The full game price is three. The first half line is Dallas lane two and a half. Do you got a lean?
2: I like the over. I think both teams will move the ball. I worry about San Francisco's secondary. I mean, they are really bad against the pass. I I keep thinking about that Tennessee game on Thursday night where Tennessee just completed third and long after third and long. Uh, But on the other side of the ball, look, the Cowboys are going to need to move the ball because on the other side of the ball, I think it's a great matchup for San Francisco. Everything they do in terms of motion, misdirection, the Cowboys gamble on defense. They bite. Uh, I I think both teams will make explosive plays. I really like the over. Uh, I think it's a toss-up game, so I guess give me the three in a toss-up game. Uh, This should be the game of the day. I'm really excited for this one. Another angle here, Shanahan versus Dan Quinn. They were obviously together in Atlanta. Uh, I think that's an advantage for Shanahan. I think Shanahan versus McCarthy is an advantage for Shanahan, but... I just think everything San Francisco does uh, on offense is going to work. I, I think you can really uh, bait Dallas into biting on some of these fakes. So uh, I, I like the over here. I think this will be the game of the day.
0: There it is. Will, uh, New York City cast. Thank you, buddy. It's beastin.com slash podcast. Good luck today. Thank you very much. Thanks, All right, see you guys. Okay, so again, just to recap, he's going to go under that twenty-three and a half in Tampa, and then that first half number is seven with the chief seven and a half. Pardon me, lay it in the first half. Do have news here, Michael Lombardi? As we focus on you, we have officially gone to seven here, uh, our official yep. number. So again, everyone pretty much across the board, Tampa is now down to seven, eight and a half yesterday. That's a big move.
1: Yeah, no doubt, and I mean. Here, Thomas Gable's still at 7.5, 46.5 for the total. So, in an Eagle house, that hasn't moved the number. So, it's interesting how in other houses it is. You know, like I said earlier, the the, the supreme guy who bets games is on the Tampa Bay Bucks, And he's, you know, and that number's moving away from it. I mean, he's he's probably going to keep going after it because I think he he played it at 8. Now it's down to 7.
0: I also can report we're down to 3.5 tomorrow night. You can see that starting to light yeah, up on I your I saw board that line there. move, yeah. Yeah, yeah I just, saw that move in. It's just starting to move uh, everywhere as we, yeah. were, we were frozen at four. Like we said, for new bettors, you have to understand, the majority of these bets are coming in right before the game starts. So yeah. um, we you're going to see a move when the numbers first dropped, and then you could see a freeze. We saw that with the four. Now we're down to three and a half there uh, with the Rams laying it
1: yeah and i mean there 's forty two thousand tickets written up for the game already now today already on the Eagle game is ninety thousand so there 's still so and we know that 'll be well over one hundred thousand by the time they kick the ball in the air you know and in that an Eagle game, really, when you look at it fifty eight percent of the money on my board is on the bucks this that really kind of has shifted here for us it, it, it was the, it was a dominant eagle number but i 'm seven across the boards here. And the spread was 63 percent of the tickets were on the on the uh, Bucks, and 58 percent of the money are now on the Bucks. So even though it's weird, the the lines moving to the Eagles uh, away from the Bucks, but the Bucks are getting the money.
0: And DraftKings just went to 13 on the late game tonight with Kansas City. So we're starting to see that 12-and-a-half. We're coming off of it. And if we come off of it, we're going to 13. I got a book offshore at 13-and-a-half there just to give you an indicator of kind of where that number is going. Speaking of which, I wanted to play for you what we heard yesterday. For those that didn't hear it, Big Ben, let's just say he's not overly bullish on the Steelers' chances today. We haven't discussed it, but I think um – you know, I would assume as a group, you understand that you know we probably aren't supposed to be here. We're probably not a very good football team. We're the out of 14 teams I think are in. We're probably number 14. Um, we're double-digit underdog in the playoffs. So let's just go play and have fun and see what happens. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't get enough of that. It's like that is that is literally the dude that's already retired, and he's like, I yeah. I'll get on the plane. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, look, the one thing, they're not going to call a
1: play he doesn't want. You know, I I suspect we won't see him under center very much, even though that's what they want to do. You know, I think he's going to check out of anything he doesn't want to run, and he's just going to let it go. He's going to let it rip. You know, (laughs) he's John Daly today. He's John Daly today. He's going to put the big – let it grip it and rip it. He's just going to let it go. It's going to be ugly. I mean, it's going to be ugly and painful to watch, but it's going to be let's do it. You know, and, and how are they going to block Chris Jones? How are they going to block Frank Clark? How are they going to block Jarrett Reed inside? I mean, this is a hard
0: matchup for them. Yeah, he may check out of plays. He may check down, which he likes to do. But it appears he's already checked out of life because that clip, yeah. that clip is. <laughs> no, this is the last
1: time he's putting the uniform on. I mean, it's going to be a little sentimental, I'm sure.
0: Maybe he'll have a, maybe he'll have rockets in those boots today. He'll have some mobility. Yeah, I mean, we probably should play Bob Welch' "Sentimental
1: Journey" in the background as we, we I, travel through this. You game, won't sing you know? it right
0: now. You, I dare you to sing that right now. I don't know it very well. <laughs> I I would, I'd have to hear it again. It's so hot. No, I don't know what that song is. When we come back, yeah. we've slow rolled it. Are you ready, San Francisco and Dallas? We've got to get into this extensively. Oh, it's so good. That's coming up next here. Dallas is laying three. Could be headed to three and a half. We shall see. We continue. It's beaston. These four. It's Betty network this is the lombardi line presented by bet mtm zigazoo has made me zigzag what i mean by that is i swore i would never let my kids on social media but now i'm setting them loose on zigazoo Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds, it was shocking. I have to know what were they thinking?